0: everyone, today is January 12th, 2019, and this is the Duel Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. And I'm Deck Tech. And we are having a very eventful month in the the month of January 2019. Um, There's a lot of new events going on. Uh, Epic Yami is the new roaming duelist. We have a second year of launch anniversary, so there's a bunch of new prizes coming, and we finally get a very desired card and obviously the tormentor in addition to that two new sets came out yesterday uh, yesterday almost at the end of the day in the evening there was a new structure deck and also a new selection box which um has some cards that are reprinted and some cards that'll come out in future sets and also to throw that in there's also news with dual skill changes and also semi-limited I mean, semi-restricted cards uh, being added to the list and removed from the list. So there is a lot going on this week.
1: That's right. Yeah, we're keeping busy in the new year.
0: What's up, Deck Tech?
1: Um, You know, in in the whirlwind of events that happened, I can't really pinpoint too much of what I actually did this week. I, I guess I was mostly just kind of keeping up with the events. Um, I played a little bit of PvP, still with Masked Heroes, um, because it's you know my best deck with a character I haven't maxed out yet, uh, as well as I'm still trying to get the what grows in the graveyard skill, even though that that's, as we'll talk about, that's kind of getting less exciting now. Um, but it's gotten to the point where I'm pretty close to getting max level with all my characters. I'm, I know those last couple levels take the longest, so I probably won't get it by next week, but maybe the week after that unless we get a new character or a level buff or something. Um, and so, you know, we're getting there, and then I guess at that point I could just play whatever I want. But until then, I like to play with characters I haven't maxed yet, so um, that's kind of where I am. Not not too much to talk about. How's about you?
0: Yeah, I, I didn't play much PvP towards the end of the week with the new events, but I did play in the beginning, and I got to Legend with Karakuri's, um that's with some of the 5d's characters that use uh, level augmentation and um while i wasn't paying attention to the meta the deck seems to have changed in the tournament meta <laughs> tournament scene so i refer to the version i play as the card advantage version but there is like a more normal version that's better at fighting so uh i might switch over there so i could pick up more wins and legends we will see um yesterday i bought 10 packs of the selection box uh, just because I had two thousand gems. And I was able to get two of the new cards, but I forgot this was a selection box and not a selection mini box. So my chances of getting the new cards were actually pretty low. And but I did uh get a third copy of Driston and a third copy of Master Anki, which means I can play uh both of those decks in its full capacity. I played around with Noble Knights for a while, um and I was missing the third Driston, which actually had a huge impact. So I could actually play the real thing now. Nice.
1: Yeah, Yeah, uh, those are good pulls. I'm not sure if I'm going to end up getting the selection box. Uh, We're going to talk about it more later in the show as to what's in it and stuff, but uh, Mm -hmm. we'll see. I I do like that you can get some of them with gems, and so I might just do that because it's an option, but I'm not sure if even the
0: offerings are really something I want to spend those gems on. New cards will be released in the future, but it's just like getting a jump on them, I guess, and... It's kind of I I don't want to say it's RNG what you get cuz um people who spend a lot of money will get all the cards. But for the people who just get the 10, you'll be lucky if you're the one who gets the Necro Valley or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I did get Network Trap Hole. So that's not that's not a horrible card to get, and it's fine just being like a one of the thing, too. So.
1: Yeah, I also think it's a card that we'll see but if the trap tricks become a thing then you know obviously True. that's part of it maybe not do but i do have no three stuff.
0: of that that trap tricks card too so yeah exactly maybe, maybe. all right Maybe. this week in esports the Duelinks meta mcs is going on today in a few hours so we're going to talk about it obviously we can't talk about it today but we'll talk about it next week what we can talk about is the Duel Links Meta Weekly 54 which happened on Wednesday and um we saw the tournament meta from Duel Links meta head towards Koaki Meru they were head neck and neck with another deck I think Masters last week and this week they completely took over so they represented the most decks in the top 32 and of course uh most decks of all decks brought
1: yeah and by a good margin too um so this is kind of like asserting dominance. They brought 21 in the full deck breakout, and the next highest was the Karakuri, which was 11. So that's almost double the next highest. And then of those 21 people who brought it, 10 of them made the top 32. So, you know, 50% turnover rate's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, And then as we're about to get into, they also ended up getting first place. So it's obviously just a very good showing for the Kwaki Meru. um, Clearly doing well in the meta, at least in the tournament meta.
0: It's also nice to see that the deck wasn't the same one as last week. It has evolved since. So we're going to go over the top decks here. Mazarik, first place. Sealed Tombs, Kwaki Meru. There's no traps here. We... Talked about how balance was really good because you're guaranteed a core spell. And instead, they cut all traps from this. There's no core reclamations. There are three sphere Kribos, though, for protection. I guess that means they there are cards that are just hitting the back row. And um, let's see. I think that
1: was for mirror matches, right? He was Because people right, were Maximus. complaining about the coin flip meta, he was trying to play around it. Um, so other people can't just, hey, trunade him and then get their OTK. He, he's got the Sphere Karibos are really good for against that, and then he doesn't really have a ton of um, back row stuff that
0: gets affected by the back row disruption anyway. Right, Just two E-cons. The, the The tech card, a uh, non-fusion area, is actually for Buster Blader, so that could be a card that countered it. Um, doesn't work for Anki. Because it's not really a fusion summon, but Buster Blader counts as a fusion summon when used to quick play. Yeah. took me a while to figure out what that card was for. I was just trying to think of every single card and looking up rulings about what a fusion summon was.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've seen a a little bit of chatter about Buster Blader um, just in prepping for the show. I'm kind of surprised because it seems to have come from out of nowhere. I don't know why... It, I mean, I guess I kind of know why,
0: but it's uh, interesting to see it come back. It always beat me really bad when I played Vampires on the ladder. Because uh, that was kind of manipulating types, and they had zero defense, so that kind of always beat me really well.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Second place, KC Full. This is Curry. It's a 21-card deck. And as I mentioned before... I play the card advantage version. This is not the card advantage version. Um, so there's a lot less card advantage. Obviously, there's only one Anatomy and one Cash cachet. But on the flip side, you cut out all of the um, offerings to the Doomed. So that's a card that prevents you from drawing. Uh, here, you don't have any of those cards. You have better cards. You have Paleozoic Canadians. You have Pulse Mines. You have Galaxy Cyclone. There's a Gold Dust in here. That's a card I've never seen uh, in play and it's in a winning deck so it's great
1: yeah it's interesting um, did you want to does this make you want to kind of switch over to this version
0: yeah th- this is definitely more fun um, in that version I mean drawing 12 cards in a turn is also fun I agree <laughs> but uh, you know this one this one is more normal if that makes any sense
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah
1: okay cool uh, there's also just, like, this the sideboard's pretty interesting, too. He's yeah. got Poisonous Winds, which is a <laughs> card I've literally never seen before. Everyone has uh, to play it now, though. What's
0: that? Everyone has to put in their deck for Ranked Duels. Yeah. Uh,
1: it's got... Continu- it's a continuous spell. Wind monsters cannot be special summoned. All face-up wind monsters on the field lose 500 attacks. So that's pretty obviously a counter to um, the character... Kawaki uh, Meru Maximus. Yeah. So that's pretty funny. Um, and and clever, you know. I mean, I guess if you play a lot of it um, and you're expecting a lot of it, then you start looking for answers and you find this card that I just didn't even know existed.
0: I don't think there's a card like this for the other attributes. Like, I've never heard of those cards. And it's like, there's so many Yu Gi Oh cards, it's like if you need something, you'll just find it, right? Like, here's Right, yeah.
1: Yeah, you could just search, like, Anti-wind card. <laughs> It'll find you something.
0: Third place, Bendy Tendi. Balance, Kawaki Meru. This looks like the version we saw last week that took over. Um, very clean list. They got Treacherous Trap Holes. They have Core Reclamations. They have the six cores. There's no utility monster. I've noticed, though. There's there's a utility monster, the Hydro Barrier, in the side deck, but it's pretty clean. Two Sandman, three Urnite, three Maximus. Yeah. And
1: probably the extra slot was uh two treacherous trap hole. Uh I'm guessing that the reason why the Kwaki Merus have the uh non fusion area, by the way, is just going off that same idea is that uh Maximus is a dragon. So I guess they are expecting um geez, what's it called? Uh Buster Blader to counter yeah. them, so they're kind of they have some sideboard to go
0: against that counter play. Yeah. And Unending Nightmare is a card that everyone seems to be putting in their sideboard, too. So it's good to see a card get play.
1: Yeah, we talked about it, uh, how we thought it was solid and would probably get some attention, and it has. So, cool. We got yeah, one right. Yep. We called something <laughs> correctly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Third place, Raul Torres, Sealed Tombs, Mast heroes. This is, this is a deck that's really interesting. As mass heroes are like the quintessential one-turn kill deck, this one is, seems really good against the one-turn kill as well. You have three Canadians, three Offerings to the Doom, and two Sphere Kribo, so it seems adept at pro- countering those one-turn kill decks really well.
1: Yeah, and then obviously, as we've talked about before, the um, Sealed Tombs, instead of Balance, you, get to, you don't have to pay the downside of Balance of making your deck go in a certain way, so he's able to kind of build it I guess, a little more flexibly or, or however he wants. Um, and I, I like it. I guess Sphere Kribo is really good now um, is, yeah. against those OT- OTK. And, um, and it's nice to have a little bit of OTK potential yourself for if the uh, Kwaki Meru bricks or whatever, and then maybe you can just get a win off of that. So seems seems like a decent choice,
0: um, and obviously it did pretty well for him. Yeah, I, I run two in the Car curry deck I use, so... Because I just find everything that I use is just getting knocked out. Every back row I use is getting knocked out nowadays, so I have to use it. Yep, kind of makes sense. Alright. Links meta tier list has been updated. What changed in this tier list?
1: Uh, yeah, so uh, as we mentioned before, it looks like they're kind of trying to update it just about every week now, so uh, in this week, um, there have been a good amount of updates. One of them is that Kwaki Meru is now up in tier 1, which shouldn't be too surprising considering it had a good showing last week and we just finished talking about how it had a great showing this week. Um, this update was on January 7th, so it was a couple days before the tournament, and so there's obviously a little bit of cause and effect there where people saw it as tier 1 and maybe decided to bring it for that reason, but it kind of proved its worth because it half of them ended up making the top 32 cut. So that's good. Um, control has been demoted to Tier 2, um, mostly because it doesn't deal that well with uh, the Kawaki Meru. So obviously, if you have a bad matchup against uh, one of the most popular and most powerful decks, then that's, you know, not good <laughs> for you. Kawaki
0: Meru and- cannot be controlled.
1: Yes, that's right. Can't. It's out of control. Um, and so, you know... That's obviously going to cause for demotion. The, it still seems like it's a very powerful deck, as is Kawaki Meru. So it seems like it might become part of a cyclical thing where, depending on how the meta shapes up, you know, if, if a bunch of stuff comes up to counter, counter Kawaki Meru, then maybe it gets suppressed and control can come back. Um, but in terms of just, like, overall big changes, it might have to just be card set. Changes where either cards are added or added to the and restricted. Um, otherwise, it's just going to kind of be a round and round. And uh, tier three spell books got added back into spe- uh, tier three, but then I uh, believe this was right before the announcement that we're going to get to, so they might not be there very long. <laughs> um, and uh, a bunch of things were removed from tier three blue eyes, fur hires, and UA were all removed. Um, Blue Eyes is pretty much just the same thing as Kwaki Meru, except not quite as good. So there's kind of no point in running it. That makes sense. Um, Maximus, I guess, can uh, fight through a whiz. So obviously it can, right, now that I actually think about it, and the math is there. So um, that kind of outplays the For higher deck. There's, just can't uh, stack up well against it. And then UAs just kind of haven't had... I mean, they, they're a fine deck, and you can always still take it on the ladder just because it's not on this list doesn't mean it's viable. But it, ha- it doesn't really have a reason to play it anymore. Um, it's just not as explosive as several of the other decks, uh, not as strong in terms of controlling the field. So it makes sense that all three of these guys got booted. And finally, uh, Karakuri is on the high potential list. And I think after this week's showing... Um, where it was the second most popular deck, and it did pretty well. Um, it got a couple slots in the top 32. Not as good of a turnover rate, um, only three of them, but one of them ended up getting second place. So it'll probably end up on the tier list somewhere next week, maybe as a Tier 2 deck,
0: maybe Tier 3.
1: Yep.
0: It depends, and as mentioned... Our curries are the only true synchro deck. Their win conditions are all on synchros, so depending on what synchros come out, that's where they go. So, here we go.
1: Yeah, and we're about to talk about how there's a couple more. So, you know, maybe those change things. I'm not. I don't. I'm not
0: convinced they will, but they might. Never know. Yep. All right. So tag duel tournament. It seems like this event was faster than the ones before, I feel like. Um, Of course, how it works is you buddy up with a partner. Uh, The main characters from the show, obviously, so it's Yusei, Jaden, and Yami. And you play through different teams. They try to make it funny, so they put two people together and have some jokes. And then you have some guaranteed rewards, and then, of course, you draw from a lottery as well to get some of the new cards, and some of the old cards from the past tag duels. Yeah. Um...
1: I have, like, 11 of the, whatever it's called, the friendship spell.
0: uh, Ah, yes.
1: Or whatever, tag card. Anyway, um, yeah, this event, it feels like, I think they made it easier, but take a longer time, and I think the entire point of it was so that you could kind of play it as a background event while you do other stuff in the game, because I've just been auto-dueling the whole time, and that's pretty consistently just worked and it seems like maybe they expected me to do that and in so doing i pretty easily got through all the uh, event tiers that i had to do and now i'm kind of just farming the lottery and and not even like aggressively farming it just continuing to auto duel whenever i can and you know it's working out fine i guess
0: it's okay way to pick up some gems too so definitely a good yeah. thing to do.
1: Yeah, I mean obviously they've nerfed it as compared to like the first year when they had events like this. The lottery doesn't give nearly as many, but it is still, you know, free gems and a decent amount of them, so yeah, I'm enjoying that.
0: It's not like that time where they only had one gem, I think all of them were one gems. So I forgot what event that was. That was the one that caused all the complaints. Yeah. Dark days. <laughs> Alright, so let's talk about the four new cards in this set. Starlight Road Trap Card. When a card or effect is activated, that will destroy two or more cards you control and negate the effect. If you do destroy the card, then special summon Stardust Dragon from your extra deck. There's only one card this really hits, and that's Treacherous Trap Hole. And it depends how many people play that card. Not every deck does, obviously, because they rely on other trap cards. But you can definitely fit Stardust Dragon in your extra deck if you're not doing anything important with it.
1: Yeah, it's also... It's not just, like, if they run other trap cards, right? It's also if they run anything else that's semi-limited. So um, Treacherous Chapel used to be in every single deck. Now it's in far fewer decks. And even when it is in there, you're only running one or two uh, almost always. So uh, this doesn't really... It seems like a card without much of a purpose at this point.
0: Right. Comrade um, Swordsman of Landstar, three-star Warrior Tuner, five hundred, twelve hundred, just like the original. All Warrior-type monsters you control gain four hundred attack. It seems uh, tuners like there's so there's more and more tuners now. This one has an ability that you're never really going to use, I think, unless you're playing some kind of mass hero deck that uses tuners or noble knights that uses tuners. But it's just a tuner, I think. It's just an Earth tuner of three stars and. Every rare game or so, you'll get this and win the game with it, I guess.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, you're not going to, like, just have it sit out there on the board or anything. So the effect isn't the most important. Um, Usually just a tuner, but yeah, like you said, every once in a while, I guess you'll get a... You'll be able to use it and win. It's kind of like how when you just put the random uh, synchro cards into your uh, sideboard... Or not sideboard, extra deck, just because you have an econ. And it's like every once in a while, you get to steal a tuner or something and and just make a big play off of that. But it's not really part of your main game plan. Yeah.
0: This is a very interesting card here. Chaos Goddess, 8-star fairy synchro. Requires one light tuner and two or more non-tuner dark monsters. 2,500, 1,800. Once per turn, you can send the light monster from your hand to the graveyard. Select one level 5 or higher dark monster in your graveyard special. Summon that monster. It can't be used as a synchro material. So besides the point, this requires three cards on the board, three monsters on the board with different attributes. So the two has to be light, two darks. They have to add up to eight. Um, this is like a deck building challenge, right? Like if you're adding this card, you're building your deck a really certain way, a chaos deck. It's a very fun challenge about how to play this card, but it's not really a competitive card though. But Yeah. Yeah,
1: this is the type of thing that I like to play with, you know, if I have the time. but it just seems pretty tough to kind of get it out and and the payoff isn't quite worth it. Like you said, it's not the most competitive card, so I did not really have plans of trying to use this one this time around.
0: Yeah, now that we're talking about having three Moxers on the board, there's obviously a more appealing option, (laughs) but here we are. Yeah. The other new card, Trust Guardian. Trust Guardian is a rare... Fairy, Tuner, 3 stars, 0 attack, 800 defense. It cannot be used for a Synchro Material except for the Synchro Summon of a level 7 or higher Synchro Monster. Once per turn, that Synchro Monster cannot be destroyed by battle. Each time this effect is applied, it loses 400 attack and defense at the end of the damage step. So, this is a tool for Synchro Decks. Um, We've seen a card called Torapart, which negates trap cards, I believe. It allows the monster to permanently negate trap cards or kind of have, like, the uh, Ancient Gears ability, if you will. And this one's similar. It gives the monster a permanent ability, which is nice. So this is something to consider for those uh, synchro-based decks. Um, definitely a good ability to give it immunity once per turn.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm not super interested in it. Uh, usually if you would have died in combat, then you're going to die next time as well. So this kind of just, I don't know, slows that down. Uh, it makes you take damage over a few turns instead of just a counter swing to win, uh, which has some value. Um, but I just don't think that this will really fit in, especially since most of the decks that run Synchros have a very specific plan where I'm trying to get it out as fast as possible, so I'm using the uh, tuner that I can summon for free or that I can bring back from the graveyard for free or, you know, whatever. And so I... I just think this is too slow and non-impactful enough, and I don't think it'll see much play.
0: I think it depends if you want that monster on the board for its ability. Like, you keep it on the board for its ability, and then during your opponent's turn, there's a reason for it to be there or something. I don't know.
1: No, actually, you're right. I didn't think about that. I was only thinking about, like, if you're attacking in and you get Wall of Deed or something. But, uh, yeah, if you're putting your Synchro into defense position and using it for its ability then yeah, this actually is very good for that purpose because um, it protects it um, kind of indefinitely <laughs> uh, yeah. until they find some other way to deal with it. And that could be very powerful.
0: Yeah, we don't know, though. Um, it has its limitations of being a level 7, and uh, it's not a fast tuner. So Yeah, I mean, that you seems see. like it's
1: a very specific use. So there might become a deck where you specifically want to use that like interaction uh, but it's not the type of thing to me that you would just throw into any
0: deck. Yeah, doesn't work for car curries. Um, all right. So the roaming duelist this week is Epic Yami, and they kind of do the thing with the lore where he's building his deck. So it's about this this whole thing is about deck building. And when you get beat by him, he says this thing like, "Um, there are thousands of cards to choose from, but I can only use twenty, so they're all rare cards to me." <laughs> Yeah, Hilarious. I was like, man, yummy's dumb. That
1: doesn't even make sense.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's like, he I, says
0: they're all rare cards, so they're all like R rarity.
1: <laughs> I mean, that might be it. Uh, obviously, some are URs and SRs because we know them, but they could all be R and above. But I was just like, that's not how math works, Yummy. That doesn't even make sense.
0: Right. Off.
1: You were around when they invented math. You should know this.
0: He was was, uh, carving stones on the rocks and
1: stuff. Yeah.
0: Let's look at these new cards. Some of them have to do with Dark Magician. Some of them don't. But they're all his cards flavor-wise. Magician of Dark Illusion is a UR. Very interesting card. 7-star spellcaster. 2,100, 2,500 reverse stats of the Dark Magician. This card's name becomes Dark Magician when it's on the field. You can use these effects once per turn. One of these effects once per turn. You can use each of these effects once per turn, actually. During your opponent's turn, if you activate a spell or trap card or effect, except during the damage step, special summon this card from your hand. If you activate a spell or trap or effect while this card is face-up on the field, except during the damage step, target a Dark Magician in your graveyard, special summon it. You can use this effect once while this card is face-up on the field. So, I think this card could make Dark Magicians a deck. It has... its name is Dark Magician, so you could... Kind of combo of a, a dark magic attack, and then you could special summon a dark magician. Um, and also it cheats out, it cheats itself out. So there's a lot this card can do.
1: Yeah, and it cheats itself out very easily. <laughs> um, it's, it's hard to say if it's good enough, um, in this meta just because we have such powerful things we can do, and just like generic good cards are a little bit hard to do, but you do have that dark magician, um, synergy with including some pretty powerful cards with it so i think there's some potential for this card to see play it's a pretty solid card i like it i'm gonna mess with
0: it crusader of endymion four star spellcaster gemini 1900 1200 as any gemini it's a normal monster and then use gemini summon it to become an effect monster once per turn you can target one face up card on the field that has that you can place a spell counter on. Place a spell counter on it. If you do this card, gain 600 attack until the end of the turn. So with the Gemini monsters, they have supervised. So you could supervise this, put uh, the counter on the card, so it becomes a four star 2500. So it's some muscle for the Gemini monsters. Another tool for them. I don't know if they can fit it in because they they kind of do have a specific plan going on, but it allows those those they're pretty weak monsters to compete with you know some bigger monsters, I guess.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Um I'm trying to think off the top of my head, you know, Endymion is obviously one card that you want a spell counter for, as well as um the the temple or whatever that summons him. Um there's a couple things that you want spell counters, but nothing that's like making a huge impact in the meta uh breaker, right? That's a spell counter. Uh right. but anyway, all actually that's a kind of a cool combo with Breaker because then you could just keep uh, destroying back row stuff, right? Right. Yeah, so maybe that's how I want to do it. I'm not sure. Uh, This card, it seems even more so on the side of just kind of a solid card, but just solid cards aren't good enough anymore. Uh, So my inclination is that I like this card, and it'll be good for probably like lower ranks and stuff, but just in terms of the most... um, Stacked and and refined uh, meta decks. I don't think this will see much play, with the small exception that maybe that breaker
0: interaction might. Because I was just thinking, cool. the, yeah, I was just thinking this as a, a budget Gemini card because those cards are so expensive. So it's it's got the same stats as those Gemini monsters.
1: Yeah. Does the um, man, I forget all of their names. Uh, does the one that is a similar um, the Dunamis maybe? Darkfall uh, yeah. Dark does one... Yes, yeah, thank you. God, she, does so
0: do stuff with, she, she does do stuff with spell counters, actually. Yeah, counter, so, yeah.
1: I guess that's how we're supposed to use it. So, cool. Yeah. Alright, I'm sold. I wasn't before, but I am now.
0: Charging Gaia the Fierce Knight. 7-star warrior, 2300, 2100. You can normally summon this card without tributing. If you do, its original attack becomes 20, uh, 1900. If this card is tributed... Add a Blackluster Soldier Monster from your deck to her hand. You can use this effect once per turn. So no one in the right minded is going to use this to, as a 2-star or 2300 like Yugi did in the show. <laughs> but it is a 4-star. I mean, it, it is a 7-star 1900 that could come out uh, for free. Not for free, but like a normal summon. And it has some BLS synergy. Uh, it could tutor out a BLS. So, I'm not really sure what there is going on here, but... Um BLS is a card I've played with Vampire, so it's it's not like it's not meta, but it it's just something to think about. I don't know.
1: Yeah, and you can tutor you can also run a uh BLS and Gaia deck. We got the uh the chaos, whatever it's called, field card that lets you um tutor out either one. So it's not like completely Unheard of to just like have them interact with each other. Um, there's a few tools there. Nineteen hundred attack means that this guy's never like completely useless, even though obviously that's not really. I don't not. I guess that might be what you want to do with it, so that you contribute it to get a Blackluster Soldier. Um, yeah. All all of this is to say that there are some interactions there. Um, I'm just not exactly sure how it wants to be used.
0: And I did not realize this either, this card comes out as a 7-star, so if you cheat out a tuner, you get an 8-star synchro right away. There you
1: go. I guess that might be what you want to do with it. Also, like, level augmentation, or um, the one where you can get rid of a guy and then uh, get a bigger one, one that's 1-star higher with the same type and attribute, I don't know. So there's a there's a couple things there that the seven level seven might be relevant for too. Again, uh, it's it's more of that situation where it's just it seems like there's lots of uses for this card, but we're just not quite seeing exactly what the best one will be or if any of them will be good enough.
0: Yeah. Magician's Robe, two star spellcaster, seven hundred two thousand. During your opponent's turn, quick effect: discard one spell or trap. Special summon Dark Magician from your deck. During your opponent's turn, if you activate a spell or trap card. Or effect while this card's in the GY, you can special summon this card, but banish it when it leaves the field. You can use the effect once per turn. So I, f- I didn't realize this card can special Dark Magician from the deck, which is actually pretty good. Um, the other card wants the Magician of Dark Illusion wants the Dark Magician in the graveyard, so it's a way to kind of facilitate them from the deck.
1: Yeah, it seems pretty solid. Uh um... realize that. Yeah, I'm. I just went back. The dark illusion, you can get it from your hand as well, right? So, dark oh, magician, you can special something something this from this guy from your hand. Uh, but dark magician from the graveyard. Gotcha. Sorry. Um. Yeah. So magician's robe. Um. I've man, two thousand defense. This card would have been so good in the early phases of this <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah. Uh. Just a broken card, but right now, I don't. I'm not super convinced. Uh. Because. You need to, like, set it and then have your opponent attack into it, and that doesn't always happen. Up. Yeah. Um, so it feels kind of slow to me, but, you know, there uh, there's always potential, I guess, with all of these synergy cards that at a certain point it's kind of just going to uh, break the dam and there's just going to be a, a good Dark Magician deck. I'm just not sure if this card's going to be part of it.
0: Maybe there could be some kind of Silent Magician thing with this, because you don't want the 700. I don't know.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. That's true.
0: And Dark Magic expanded. But that has to
1: be during your opponent's turn.
0: During your opponent's turn. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't work. These quick effects are really tricky. That's what they do.
1: Yeah, well, it's cool. I'm glad we're getting it. Uh, It was probably a good call on their part not to make it uh, dark Magician Girl's robe but just make it Dark Magician's robe because the fanboys wouldn't have been able to handle that.
0: Yeah, they just get um, 10 copies of it. <laughs> dark Magic Expanded. This is a card we thought was going to come when we had those fake leaks and it's finally here. <laughs> so a quick play spell. Apply these effects in sequence based on the number of Dark Magicians or Dark and Dark Magician Girls on the field and in the graveyard. If you have one or more, one dark spellcaster monster on the field gains a thousand attack until the end of the turn. Two or more. This turn, your opponent cannot activate cards and effects in response to your spells and traps or effects. Also, spells and traps you control cannot be destroyed by opponent's card effects. If you have three or more, dark spellcaster monsters you control are unaffected by your opponent's card effects until the end of the turn. This kind of goes into the whole deck idea. It seems like it's a resurrection thing. They try to get the... More of them in the graveyard and this is a win more card. It's kind of like um anti-magic arrows on steroids. It's really good. Um it's not a card you would want three of, I think that would kind of be too clunky in your deck. It does give the monster a thousand attacks, so it's not horrible for a card you would want, but this does seem like a win condition type card for the deck.
1: Yeah, this makes it look like a combo deck, like you said, a reanimator combo type thing where you put a bunch of them in your graveyard. And then get one or more of them out and then attack in for lethal with a 3,500 attacker and something else, I guess, to deal that last bit of damage. Uh, or maybe you just play a second Dark Magic Expanded, but they're protected and getting a buff. And so um, it's not, it seems like it's a solid card um, for that deck. Could be very good in that deck. I'm not sure if that's how Dark Magicians will see play even if they do see play, though. Um, so I think the deck they're trying to make us build is unlikely to make a huge splash, but I'm certain that some people are going to try to make it work because that just seems like a fun deck. You know, people love to do just, like, huge splashy things like that, so uh, I'm sure it'll see some play. It'll probably do fine, uh, again, on the lower side of the ladder, um, but it's not. I don't think it's going to see, like, high competitive level play or anything.
0: Finally, the Mystical Elf, which is the 802,000. The best thing about the Mystical Elf is there was the uh, episode where she was chanting a spell the whole time while she was Mm -hmm. on the field. I forgot what the spell did. It protected his life. I don't remember what it did.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, this is a classic anime character. Uh, She's very important. But in the real game, she is not at all.
0: They're just releasing the 2,000 defense monsters like Candy. Uh, there are 2,100 defenders now, so there you go. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, you're not going to play the elf except for memes or, I don't know,
0: role-playing reasons. The funny thing about this fusion card is that it has like 1,300 attack and 1,100 defense using the mystical elf. It's like, where did her defense go?
1: Yeah, that is funny. It's also funny that we're getting the uh, the robe at the same time as the elf. So just the Dark Magician's Robe is 100 less attack, but it also has all those effects, so it's kind of, you know.
0: Okay, yeah. <laughs> all right, farming. How do you farm uh, Epic Yami?
1: All right, so I've been using... Uh, it's been making the rounds around Twitter uh, and YouTube and stuff, but I got it off of Duel Links Meta. It's uh, an Ojama farm, and basically what your goal is, is just to play an Ojama Knight or Ojama King, uh, preferably on like the first turn to lock down uh, his uh, board slots. And that makes it a bit harder for him to summon a dark magician. And uh, he can't, it, it's also a bit harder for him to attack over it. If you get the Ojama King on, if you go first and get Ojama King, then you just win. Um, but that's only happened to me once or twice. You usually I end up with a knight, and often you don't go first. Uh, but basically, you lock him down so he can't get the uh, Dark Magician out. Uh, if that works, it kind of stalls his whole deck. He can't really do anything. You play uh, Ojama Blue or maybe a card draw or something to um, to thin out your deck and get to the bottom of yours faster than him you play another Ojama Knight or King uh, on the last turn or just any point in between. And then on the last turn, you play the Ojama Country, uh, which is... um, You could also use Shield and Sword, but Ojama Country is better because you can set it uh, in the field zone, and he won't destroy it if it's set like that, and it will... um, And that way you can have another slot in your hand, essentially, without worrying about setting your spells and traps and having them be destroyed... And uh, and then you use the classic Gravekeeper's Vassal with the secret pass and union attack. Um, obviously, you have to flip your guys into attack position. Don't forget to do that. Because yeah. uh, most of the game, they're sitting in defense position. But uh, it's a pretty easy farm, uh, but it's not the highest success rate. Um, I had problems where he goes first and he summons more than one guy on his first turn because he had a couple ways of doing that. Uh, I've had problems where... I got out the knight on the first turn. I couldn't get the king out, but, but I could get the knight and then like he'll ancient ruins out or er, Sorry. Ancient rules out a dark magician or he'll uh, play dark magician girl and buff it and attack through. And obviously then I'll end up dying because my lock is done and I've gotten rid of half my hand. So, um, it only worked for me about half the time. Um, and I wasn't sure if it was better than just kind of regular dueling him or auto dueling him or whatever. Yeah. Um, but we got news this morning that he ended up <laughs> they ended up nerfing the, uh, the, whatever his name, Epic Yami deck. So I guess uh, enough people were struggling or, or complaining or something that they decided they wanted to make it a little bit easier. And I haven't tried this method since. Uh, we've been prepping for the show and recording and stuff. And so I'm not sure how well it still works. I assume it will... Most likely, still work because um, it would be odd if they tried to make him less uh, uh, less potent and instead made him harder to farm. But it's possible uh, yeah. he could end up countering, you know, part of what we do, or having a workaround or something. So i I say, still try it. Keep an eye out on those sources like YouTube and uh, Twitter and Duel Links Meta to make sure it still works. Uh, hopefully, it'll get a little bit easier then, and we'll have a bit more success.
0: Yep. I have not farmed him once, but I did make the deck with intention to attempt a farm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the thought that counts. I kind of just gave up farming recently. I just, I don't know, I've just been tired of it. So, But that's not the best strategy if you want to guarantee yourself three of each card. So definitely yeah. don't be like me. That's right. Do as we say, not as we do. Yep. Second year of launch anniversary. I don't know why I keep calling it that, but that's the way it's going to be. And um, it kind of twisted the, the lore here because Ashizu just gives Kaiba the card and she was like, you'll give it back to me eventually, right? And then he just keeps it for about a few years. And, and um, <laughs> you actually have to duel her for it this time. So Obelisk the Tormentor. Everyone has been waiting for this card. 10-star Divine Beast, 4,000-4,000. 4, 4, Requires three tributes to normal summon. He can't be set. He only goes on the offensive. He doesn't play defense. This card's normal summon cannot be negated. When normal summoned, cards and effects cannot be activated. Cannot be targeted by spells, traps, or card effects. Once per turn during the end phase, if this card is special summoned, send it to the graveyard. You contribute two monsters. Destroy all monsters your opponent controls. This card card cannot declare an attack. The turn you activate that effect. So, uh, Obviously, getting three monsters on the board is a task, but this is pretty much a guaranteed win unless your opponent runs a lot of widespread ruins I think.
1: Yeah, which, you know, isn't unheard of. Um <laughs> but I think it's a really strong card. Uh I don't think it's incredibly difficult to get three monsters out for a lot of decks. Um a lot of decks kind of just do that naturally. Um so I'm not sure how much it's hard to kind of build a deck around this cuz we only get one copy, but it seems like a powerful card that might end up just kind of seeing a little bit of play. Just put it in there as a top end. Every once in a while, you'll get it out and can either sneak a win that way or uh, just kind of brute force a win through <laughs> through their guys because you have a 4,000 attacker.
0: This card's hilarious. Um, so, we, yeah, we, we'll see if it gets any play. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to see it. It might, it might show up in Legends. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I'll, I'll be scared at that point. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, There's nothing um, my, my Karakuri deck can do against this card. There's literally nothing. Well,
1: cool. That's good for us, for the rest of us. Uh, One other thing is, even though she doesn't just give it to us, she pretty much just gives it to us, because they give us just a level 20 Ishizu that you have to beat, uh, who... I just auto-dueled with any of my characters, you, you know, just a normal whatever deck, and pretty easy to get it.
0: I switched over to Kai, but just, just because, you know.
1: Yeah. I saw <laughs> other people doing that. It's kind of like, you know, to, to complete the roleplay, but I had, like, I don't know, whoever
0: it was. uh <laughs> Keith or something, yeah, get it for me. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. And uh, other things we get, we get a 1,000 gems. We got that already. Uh, I don't know if we get any more Gens, but we are getting more Dream Tickets for sure. Two Dream Tickets, two UR Tickets, and two SR Tickets.
1: Yeah, yeah, lots of good stuff here. Uh, we also get a cute little Kaiba emoji if you tweet it out. I tweeted that uh, on my personal account. I think I retweeted the uh, the thing. It's in Japanese. You have to use a Japanese hashtag, um, which translates to something about, like, Kaiba quotes, and they specifically want... It was supposed to be, like, this campaign where you would quote with... your, you would attach your favorite uh quote or, you know, just quote it in the body of your tweet or whatever. Um But, I don't know. That's fun. We have a link here if you want to find it. You can copy and paste it like I did.
0: Cool. Alright. Let's talk about some new cards. The new Silent... Swordsman Structure deck came out. Swordbound Silence, it's called. And the interesting thing about this is, while you can buy a copy with gems, with 500 gems, instead of the Silent Magician one, there is only one new card in this deck. There are cards repeated from Crusader's Battlegrounds. There are some Noble Knights cards. So, just one new card.
1: Cool. Um, There's a couple more new ones for me, because I didn't have... uh the i guess the last structure deck or or something crusader's battlegrounds yeah we were talking about it before so i didn't have everything so there was a little bit of new stuff for me but uh not not a ton so there's
0: i don't think this one's worth it for me the new card is silent swordsman four star warrior a thousand a thousand Cannot be normal summoned or set. Must be special summoned from your hand by tributing a warrior monster. It cannot be special summoned other ways. Once per turn during the standby phase, this card gains 500 attack. Once per turn during either player's turn, when a spell is activated, you can negate the activation. If this is destroyed in battle, or if it's destroyed by a card effect, you can special summon Silent Swordsman monster from your hand or deck, except for this one. So This card's almost exactly the same as the Silent Magician, which has the same stats. The one that grows over time. I mean, the one that starts off with uh, how many ever cards are in your hand. Uh, it's almost the exact same thing, and you basically cheat out the biggest Silent Swordsman when it's destroyed.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. it kind of makes me think there's not a reason. Like, I don't know why I would want to run this. I guess because you can run the Silent Sword Slash or whatever it's called. Yeah. Because it's the, only the Silent Magician's just better.
0: Uh, we're not too excited about the box, but if you, if you do intend on playing it, I think it's going to be a thing where you're going to spend real money and get three copies of probably just for that card.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people want it for completions. You also get like the mat and whatever, which, you know, some people like, so, uh, it's definitely not like a useless card. The decks are okay, um. And if you don't have all the cards like I don't, then it's more than just one new card. Like, there were a good number of cards that I did not have from it.
0: Right. Okay. Now, the Selection Box Volume 2 was the new addition too. This one is a, a combination of some recent, not recent, but cards that were released in 2018, some reprinted cards, and also some new cards that will be featured in future boxes. So, it's a little bit of both. And they let you buy 10 of them with gems. So that's 2,000 gems. Yeah. Let's talk about the new cards. Angel of Zera. Fairy Synchro 2800-2300. This card gains 100 attack for each of your opponent's banished cards. During the standby phase of the next turn after this card was banished, special summon this banished card. You can use this effect once per turn. So it's a Synchro monster that has banished synergy in that when it's banished it comes back so if it's destroyed who cares but if it's banished it comes back um it is an eight star so it kind of competes with stardust dragon um it works with a card called eccentric boy which comes out in this set but it's only for those cute banish effects the chaos strategy maybe i don't know
1: yeah i mean i think it's pretty good um there's a decent amount of banish just from people doing, uh, what are they called? The paleozoics or vampires, uh, yeah. like vampire effects. Yeah. So, um, there's some value there and it could in some decks just be a better level eight. And then, uh, like a, like I put in there, the eccentric boy, uh, interaction is kind of cool where eccentric boys, a three star It says, um, When using this card as Synchro Material Monster, the other Synchro Material Monster is one monster in your hand. So you just need a level 5 in your hand, and then you can just play this as a normal summon and and get out that guy. And then the other part of it is uh, the Synchro Monster that uses this card as a Synchro Material Monster cannot activate its effects. Its effects are negated and is removed from play when it is removed from the field. So you get out the uh, Zera and... um, with a special summon or with the normal, you know, normal summon of Eccentric Boy, and then it kind of brings itself back because uh, when special summon this banished card, you can only use the effect once per turn. So, um, sorry, during the standby phase of the next turn after it was banished, then you could special summon it. So, this like the downside of Eccentric Boy is kind of mostly negated by yeah, uh, Zero's yeah. effect, which is pretty cool.
0: It kind of like loses its abilities, but then when it's banished, it gets it back. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: that's yeah. fairly common in card games because they don't want you to have to be able to track, you know, cards that were removed from play and whatnot.
0: Right, so. right. Cool. Masked Hero Diane, uh, eight star warrior fusion 2800, 3000. must be special summoned with mask change. When this card destroys an opponent's moxer by a battle and sends it to the Graveyard Special Summon, a level 4 or hero moxer from your deck. So this card has more defense than Anki. use it the same way. It works well with Wildheart, because Wildheart's immune to traps. I'm not sure if you would play this over Anki. It is a stronger defense, and usually you beat Anki by flipping him into defense. I don't know. I'm not
1: sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing it as just, you just put one of these... Into your. So, what I would do in my version is I would probably just put the three Yankees, one DN, and one of. Uh, maybe two DN, or I would do what I have now, which is uh, one of my free tuner guys and just one of uh, whatever the powerful tuner is called, Ar- armadies,
0: So, but you just cut out the fusion altogether, right? Like the old fusion with the Master Heroes, right?
1: Yeah, I did. Um, I'm still running Balance, so it's easier to do that. But I could, I mean, I guess I could see some of the fusion. Obviously, you're running tight on slots. Most people, though, in mass Heroes are just running Anki, so they, they have extra slots. So you might yeah. as well run this guy. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's good. I hope, if I end up buying the packs, I hope I open it. And if not, then, you know, I hope I get it when it comes out.
0: Let's calculate your odds, see if you're lucky. Yeah, That's not a wide idea. Just like, oh, I'll spend 2000 without even looking at the odds.
1: Never lucky, so maybe I won't.
0: <laughs> Necro Valley Field Spell. All gravekeepers gain 500 attack and defense. Cards in the graveyard cannot be banished. Negate any card effect that would move a card in the graveyard to a different place. Negate any card effect that changes types or attributes in the graveyard. So, this is one of the most anticipated cards to come out. Um. It makes the Gravekeepers competitive on the board because they are really understated monsters. Um, it basically just exists to shut down the Graveyard. Any Graveyard interaction is gone. Um, if this card comes out in mass, which it will in the future, Vampires will definitely be done. It's definitely going to be a sideboard card to shut down Graveyards so you don't have to run Sealed Tombs.
1: Yep, that pretty much covers it. I think uh, this card might just end up seeing a decent amount of play in tournaments just as a sideboard card. Yep.
0: Nightbeam, you are a spell. Target one set spell or trap your opponent controls, destroy it. Your opponent cannot activate the targeted card in response to this card's activation. So This card's similar to Fire Formation Gyaku, Galaxy Cyclone, Cosmic Cyclone. There's a different use. It's, it's probably most similar to Fire Formation Gyaku because it just says they can't you know, react to they can't uh, flip it over, and uh, there's a different use for every deck. So this part, this card probably will see some play. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think it'll see some play at some point. Uh, it's just a, a solid card, and like you said, there's certain reasons why you'd play one of the similar cards over it, um, but every once in a while, this will be the best option. So it'll just see play.
0: HTS Cyhemith. Uh, Psychic Psychic Synchro, a level 6, uh, 2400-1800. After damage calculation, when this card battles an opponent's monster, you can banish that monster. Also banish this card. So, the stats aren't amazing, I guess, for 6, 2400. Um, and it gives you the option to banish both cards that were involved in the battle. Um, I mean, it's not a horrible ability. There's definitely... A reason you would want to do it though and you would have to use some kind of banish abusing banish mechanics i think
1: yeah i think this is maybe just like one of the better level six uh, synchros because just as a toolbox option because you have that option to banish um so you can kind of just win whatever fight you want um so that's i mean that's good we see lots of removal banished control type cards i think this might become a card that you see fairly frequently just as a one of in
0: people's extra decks and right now from karakuri standpoint sixes are no good they just don't line up with the math but uh it's it's gonna fit in somewhere eventually and you could just probably find the tuner that works probably
1: yeah yeah i see it more in like the decks that just run like a tuner and then econ and whatever, and they just kind of want a toolbox thing where it's just an option as opposed to a deck that like specifically wants this guy out and is built around it and whatnot.
0: Samsara, Dragon of Rebirth, 5 star dragon synchro, 100 attack, 2600 defense. If this card is destroyed by battle and sent to the graveyard, or if this card you control is sent to the graveyard by a card effect, opponent's card effect, you can target one monster in either player's graveyard except for Samsara, special summon it can only use this effect once per turn this has a lot of versatility it it's got bad stats it's a it's like defensive stats i guess that's one way to put it and i think the best way is to abuse a card like Wormworm, like a card you have a really strong ability of and you want to bring back
1: okay sure um i don't think this guy's really gonna see much play i'm not that impressed there's obviously some good uses there you can also steal your opponent's monster um, I just don't... I don't know. I'm not that impressed by this guy.
0: Seems to be a card you need to ram into something to to get an effect off or something.
1: Yeah, and you don't want to do that because you're going to yeah. take a ton of damage. But I yep. mean, everyone's... like They're going to have to attack through it to eventually, or destroy it, or, or something. Uh, but the problem with that theory is that usually what they would just do is they would just wait until they can attack through it and, and expect to have lethal or something. So... You're going to have to trick him with a, a Sphere Karibo or something.
0: Scrap Archfiend, 7-star Synchro. 2,700, 1,800. That's all there is to this card. The only thing notable about it is it's part of two families. It's a Scrap family. It's an Archfiend family.
1: That's it. <laughs> cool. I assume 2,700 is pretty high for a level 7 Synchro, but I'm just not interested,
0: really. Oh, this is filler. Yeah. Um what's the next card. Solid Soldier, right? Yeah. Elemental Hero Solid Soldier. This is the second card I got. Um 4-star warrior 1300 1100. When this card's normal summon, you can special summon level 4 or lower hero monster from your hand. If this card is sent to the monster zone from the monster zone to the graveyard by a spell effect, you can target one hero monster in your graveyard except for Solid Soldier, special summon in defense. You can use this effect once per turn. So, you know, the the heroes are pretty bad overall. They're not they've never been competitive in Duel Links, but this is a card that helps their cause again. Um you kinda try to want to abuse an ability, you you uh, special summon them and then you can fuse them and you could bring the one back or something. So it's kind of facilitating graveyard things with them.
1: It also works really well with mask change, right? Yeah. Cool you mask that. change something and especially if that something is something you like want out, then mm-hmm. you can Mask change that thing, and then mass change this guy, and all the mask change to bring stuff back and just get huge advantage from that. So this might see some play. I think it's it's really good for just giving you, um, I guess, like uh, resources to use up.
0: Right. Solid card, as as yeah. said in his name. Eccentric Boy you already talked about, but it's basically like the fastest tuner there is because it lets you use the card in your hand, so definitely a card to keep an eye out for, and also its other ability. So Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think it's a decent card. Um, it would be good to open it.
0: Spore, one-star plant tuner, 400-800. If this card's in your graveyard, banish another plant from your graveyard, special summon this card. Increase its level by that level of the banished monster. So this is a fast tuner as well. Uh, gains, lo- it augments itself. You have to play a plant deck, though, so there it is. Yeah,
1: we don't really have a plant deck right now that that makes me think this is kind of worth playing.
0: Wiseman's Chalice, normal spell. If you control no monsters, select one monster in your opponent's graveyard, special summon it. During the end phase of this turn, give control of that special summon monster to your opponent. Give it back to your opponent, I guess. The monster cannot be tributed or used as a synchro material monster when it's face up on the field. It seems like a stall card where they kind of try to take the monster and leave it on the board and equip a mask on it or something. I'm not sure.
1: Uh, yeah, it could also just be like just a final blow, you know, just, um, I don't know, in a tight match. Um, there's. A few, not many, but a few cards that instead of tributing are like destroy one of yours and destroy one of theirs or whatever. So you can, I don't know, use it as fuel for something like that. Um, this is an interesting card. I I like it. I'm not exactly sure how it sees play yet, um, but I'd like to play with it. So, you know, I, I, it's not. this is not a good bet to try to get it in this time around, but maybe when it comes around next time, I can get a few and try to play with it.
0: And finally, Network Trap Hole, traps a trap when your opponent special summons a Moxer from the main deck or a graveyard, banish it face down. This is the other card I got. Um, it's it's It seems better than Floodgate in most situations. It doesn't seem better than Paleozoic Canadia though, but there are cards that pretty much some Odeon decks that just use every single trap card, so this could work for that. And also for banish effects too.
1: Yeah, and then just because the trap tricks, you know, we want more trap hole cards, right. um, so this is just kind of a good one to add to the pool. It's usable unlike some of the other ones that we've gotten, so um, I think it's just kind of worth worth considering and there's enough uh, special summons that that is good. You know, it's going to have some activations in most matchups.
0: And banish face down is an interesting thing that hasn't been explored in Duel Links. They, there are some cards that do it, but you kind of know what you're banishing face down, So I guess. I guess if they're counting their card, if you're counting their opponent's deck, you can't count it anymore, or you forgot it or something. It's like, dependent on your memory, I guess.
1: Yeah, it also, if it's face-down, it doesn't have its uh, types or attributes, and so that's sometimes relevant because there's cards that let you <clears> bring back, like, whatever, a dark monster, a banished dark monster or something, and it it doesn't count as that when it's banished face-down.
0: I I did not know that.
1: So. I'm pretty sure.
0: Uh, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. Alright. The last thing we're going to talk about are skill, skills, uh, dual skill changes and the semi-limitless change too. So, uh, a bunch of dual skills changed and these were not ones that we expected. They're mostly skills that no one uses. I guess that's the best way. They're trying to get more people to use unused skills.
1: Yeah, which is interesting. Um, a lot of games, uh, well, just all games have a different uh, theory on how to deal with, like, balance changes and stuff, and some games, such as Hearthstone, uh, where we both kind of met and came from, uh, don't have, they don't really buff stuff almost ever, and even when they buff stuff, it's kind of more like a indirect tiny buff instead of just, like, an explicit we're buffing this, and this is how, and we want to get it to see more play. So this is kind of a new <clears throat> excuse me, a new uh, area for us where we haven't seen stuff like this uh, too much. So it's interesting. I like to see that they're messing around with various different ways to get a little bit more, uh, well, variety in the game. So that's kind of cool.
0: And another thing I think that motivated this was because they advertise speed duels in Duel Links and they are actually releasing speed duels as cards and they have character skills so i mean they might be testing character skills in Duel Links, if that makes any sense
1: oh yeah for sure that uh that's a good point uh Duel Links is great for testing this because they get so much data yeah. um and it's just it, it's so easy to collect data and very quick too and so this is like a great way for them to test stuff out their in-house uh uh, testing for the IRL speed duels thing uh, would be just, it's just nothing compared to this. So that's a good point. They might be trying to see if this works out for that method of play.
0: But Ami also has our socials, and uh, they know when we go to sleep every night, right? I think
1: I think so, because they always like to go to maintenance right before I go to sleep. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, um, Harpy's last will has been changed from five uh, Harpies in the graveyard to four you just get Harpy's Feather Duster now, so I mean, Atruni kind of does the same thing, and they're not the most explosive deck, so I don't think it matters how many you have. <laughs> the skill just isn't good. So,
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Um, Harpy's Feather Duster is obviously a great card when you can just play it in your deck, uh, but that's never been the case in Duel Links, and this is just way too much of a price to get it, so uh, I, I agree that I don't think this is going to see any play.
0: Miracle Fusion times a new skill we just got from Smunky Jaden. Um you get Miracle Fusion at two thousand life or below instead of one thousand. This makes me think you could just use it after paying for mirror wall, which is definitely good. If you're if there's gonna be any um elemental hero deck, you would be running mirror wall and using this skill. It helps and ties too, ties works.
1: Yeah. So cool. That's good. I think that one
0: might actually see play.
1: That's at least a better chance than harpy's last will.
0: and all of these skills the following skills have been reduced they were kind of like 1800 lose 1800 and draw a card skills now it's lose a thousand and it's not like draw sense light or anything like that these are specific uh not specific but they were more like type monsters and the first ones bring it you draw a level eight dark warrior And there's only five of them in the game. And one of them is very relevant. It's the Vision Hero Witch Raider.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like that use. That seems fun. I really like Vision Hero Witch Raider. And uh, it's pretty easy
0: to take a 1,000. So I could see that being relevant. Buzon, you don't really think of any insects. But in some extreme control deck, that 4-star Ladybug of Doom could be useful.
1: Bringing it back to the two years ago days,
0: check out my ride. This helps you draw a roid. I'm thinking jetroid Jetroid's a card I've always liked. I don't know why it lets you use traps from your hand, kinda like the trap tricks cards uh has been seen in some machine decks.
1: yeah, I never okay, I never talked to... <laughs> I never played these cards. It could if you be say like so.
0: uh, yeah, you could be like uh. Like Odeon, but you have your traps in your hand, so they can't get bounced, and the Jetroid just you know, activates them. So,
1: Yeah, I mean, that's more relevant now. People
0: are trying to avoid having things set and whatnot, so... Okay. <laughs> Cosmic Enlightenment. This lets you draw a random Psychic Monster and Originzo. I don't know what the pull is for the random Psychic Monsters, but I don't think it should be every single one. I don't know. <laughs> but it's like a random skill, so it's not... You know, competitive. It's just like, oh, I'll see what I'll get this time. So,
1: yeah, yeah. There's uh, I think there's, uh, there's not a ton, but there's some decent stuff there. Um, I think that what's really important about the psychics is that they frequently deal a thousand damage to themselves. Yeah, uh, and so they can activate this kind of multiple turns in a row, or does it is it limited to only like twice per duel or something? I
0: think these are once per
1: duel. Once per duel? Okay. Well never mind then. I was gonna get excited. Oh wait,
0: they say each time. Okay.
1: I don't remember what the skill is. Let me
0: So you I can use get... this. It's it's just uh lose a thousand, draw a random psychic or Genzo.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I think there's some solid uses there. Just because psychics are so good at losing a thousand.
0: I just don't know what pool of psychics they're talking about. Like, what, which ones are you counting? Is Destructotron there? Or is, you know, this one there? Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I think it's just anything that's. I, I thought it was just from your deck. I thought it was random. Oh. Okay, well, that's a big
0: difference. I guess we'll see. <laughs> Dinos find a way. This one lets you draw a dinosaur, a random dinosaur. This one's also not from your deck. This is a random dinosaur. Oh. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm... Okay. I don't really have any... That one's even less so, because... I mean, I guess the dinos are a little better than the psychics, just on a, a case-by-case basis, but they don't have as much synergy, so...
0: could draw a little d, though.
1: You could.
0: Light of the harpies, draw a random harpy card. Same thing. Uh, low impact, but you could have, uh, the field spell. out. Uh, I think the field spell's a card now, so you could, um, Something go off there. Mm-hmm. Gravekeeper's lot. Draw a random Gravekeeper. Same situation. Like, uh, where you draw a random card. Yeah. And
1: all of these are very dependent on if it's from your deck or from outside of the game. Yeah. Um, because obviously then you can control it or not. Find out. Yeah. And then, uh, like you have here in the notes, the, the Necro Valley obviously makes Gravekeepers, like people are just kind of taking another look at them again. Um, I'm not 100% sure if you would actually run this in a Gravekeeper deck, because in the Gravekeeper deck, every single card is a Gravekeeper, every, well, every monster. And so I'm yeah. not sure if you want that um, versus some other skill, like, I don't know, Balance or something, uh, Tire that yeah. binds or whatever.
0: There's a deck that just runs the recruiter. I know. I think it's like a silent magi- magician type deck.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think that will be more likely to play this type of uh, skill.
0: Now, uh, here are some that could be useful. Kaibakor Bling. Uh, uh, this is the one where you draw a random glossy or prismatic card from your deck. Obviously, you would make all the cards not glossy or prismatic except for one or two, the ones that you want. So this could tutor out any card for you, just for losing a thousand life.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh I think this one's definitely one of the better ones. Uh, as we mentioned a few times, there's a lot of easy ways to activate the skill now. And uh, this is a tutor for anything you want. So that seems really good, just so long as you're lucky enough to actually have <laughs> the copies. And now you just kind of need to collect three normal and three of the special Glossy or Prismatic of whatever, instead of just three total.
0: Yeah, it makes the trader more useful to that. That upgrade. You actually know what you're upgrading instead of making everything pretty, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: there you go. Uh, another car- a skill I've seen in the past, Sorcery Conduit. This helps you draw a random spellcaster. There are, are a lot of good spellcasters, and some decks just have one, like Breaker or cosmo brain. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there could be some good uses there. I agree. And Zombie Draw. This one lets you draw a random zombie monster i'm not sure it's from your deck again uh the wording's a bit weird uh some most zombies just run all of them and the one exception is bacon saver which you don't really want drawn anyways so it's kind of weird
1: Mm -hmm. uh yeah again might see some play very depending on how that wording plays out
0: cool and for the semi-limit restricted list semi-restricted list these cards are the ones that you can only have two of in your deck and two of all semi-restricted cards. Spellbook of Fate. So Spellbook of Fate is added on the list. It doesn't really matter if you have three or two of them because they recycle, but this prevents you from playing Treacherous Trap Hole.
1: Yeah, and also, I mean, you don't have infinite recycle, so I do think it matters in that sense. Uh, you also have uh, I mean, you use a lot of tutors in that deck, but you have a smaller chance of just drawing it naturally. So I think this is a fairly big change, and I think it's pr- maybe big enough to kick it back off of the yeah. uh, the list, the tier list. So um, there's, you know, there's something there.
0: I frankly don't miss spellbooks at all. Like They were one of the least decks that I, like, I just hated playing against them because I was just waiting the whole time.
1: Yeah, yeah, your turns take forever. Um, it is a very high skill cap deck though, in my opinion, I could never really get it to work. And then watching like the pros play it, they were playing it totally differently from how I was playing it. Yeah. I was like, Oh wow, that's interesting. So, um, I don't know. I, it wasn't, it's kind of interesting because it, it didn't feel like it was a problem recently, but maybe they thought it was. So it's also interesting because they just brought it back in the reprint box. Yeah, in the selection box, and they're like, eh, let's bring it back like just a little bit though.
0: And the same thing with Silent Sword Slash—they released a new box, and then they're semi-limiting it to two. Uh, it's another thing I can't complain about because they're really uninteractive, and it allows them to just to run you over too.
1: Yep. Yeah, I never played this deck, and I very rarely played against it, uh, but it is definitely just an unfun deck to play against, so I'm not surprised. They've they've nerfed bad decks that are very unfun in the past, so this kind of you know goes along the similar, thinking they don't like you just losing instantly from hand and can't really do anything about it.
0: Right. And finally, the Baby Tiger is off the list. Um, it's kind of the same thing with Red Eye Spirit, where you, they took it off the list and the deck... Continue to not see play. You do see Amazonas uh, sometimes, but they're just a package. I don't think really you play Amazonas deck just for playing Amazonas. You play for the princess, the queen, and the onslaught. But I don't know. I don't think this card sees play. Uh, it's back on the yeah, list. I
1: mean, the one thing that it does is it makes it so that Amazonas baby tiger is actually like in consideration now, because before um, the uh, princess is also. Uh, limited to two. So it was just like, without a question, you run the deck because of the princess, so you now cannot run the tiger. Um, but by doing this, they make it so it's possible to run the tiger. Another interesting thing is for um, the Armadies decks, which is something that I was kind of trying to do. I was thinking if I have uh, princess, I can pitch stuff and then bring it back uh, with the tuner guy. And then, uh, so I was kind of running it in an Amazonist package, and this seems like it could kind of, it would help out with that. Because instead of running, like, man-eater bugs and stuff, now I could run a card I actually want to run in my deck as well. Yep. So, All right, I, yeah. I kind of agree. I don't think it's likely to bring the deck back. Uh, it's definitely not going to bring it back to the former glory. It's a, it's a minimal unnerf, but it is something that I'm interested in.
0: Yeah, overall, these nerfs are really unexpected, I think. I think they're trying to do some preemptive things. They're trying to infuse new skills. It's just a very chaotic uh, situation. Um, like it, The meta, the meta, the the ranked meta isn't really defined. We have a very dominant deck right now. We have some old dominic de- uh, dominant decks still in the meta, and then all this stuff at once. So it's very chaotic right now. I don't know what to make of it.
1: Yeah, kind of classic Duel Links. There's just a lot happening. <laughs>
0: Alright, upcoming news, Sector Security is back, new reward cards, Trudge Skill, Obtain Jack Atlas, Late January, Duel-A-Thon, and of course the KC Cup is back next month.
1: Yep, so remember to hit Legend or higher this month to get yourself a little head start on the KC yes. Cup.
0: I got it. I got it already.
1: Oh, yes, you did. I did not. I was telling the fans and reminding myself. Uh, and then also Jack Atlas at the end of the month is interesting because that might be perfect timing for me where I just need someone to level next.
0: That is true. He's so just level is- 30. Let's just level 30, though, so he'll be done fast.
1: Yeah. Oh, well. It's been a while since I've maxed out my levels, so need to do that again. Yeah.
0: All right. So we're going to end this week a little differently than usual. We have uh, some sad news to report. From the Duel Links community, our friend, our, one of our biggest fans of the podcast, uh, can't say enough about that, Duel Puzzle passed away recently this week. Um, he stepped away from the scene to deal with his health issues. Unfortunately, he did not make it. Um, definitely deepest condolences to him and his family. And um, yeah, it's very sad news, very tragic news.
1: Yeah, so instead of like our normal send-off, we just kind of want to have a brief... Um, uh, just moment to say thanks, brief moment of silence, and, um, just kind of reminder to everyone to just be good to each other, um, and, and bring people up in the community and bring the community up as a whole kind of to honor him instead of tearing people down and stuff. So, uh, be good to each other. We'll see you guys next week.